Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. My name is Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic of most journeys. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help you do what? Maximize Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. Now, my amazing guest for today, longtime friend, he is a digital advertising wizard. Wizard. He is the founder of Mixbowl Media, a, I would call him a model hacker, poker champion, my friend, Sean McCarthy. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Model hacker. I like that. Like that? <laughs> that that's yeah. a new one. Is that your next book? <laughs> and, and wizard. Wizard and model hacker. That'll be the title of the book. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so true, man. So the theme for today, we, we're, you know, we're working with marketers who they want to maximize marketing automation, maximize their marketing. And we, we want to make sure they don't just go buy the next tech or just have it sit there, you know, not use it or the next ad spend or any of those kind of things. We want to actually apply some strategy to it. So really uh, the, the topics for today, the idea of optimizing your landing pages, figuring out how to really drive conversions from all the different sources you have. And I know you're an expert on that. So I want to pick your brain on it. And then also really geek out on the future of marketing you know, um, where things are going, where social ads are going, where all those kind of things are, are headed. So I want to pass you this here. It's heavy. It's Thor's hammer. Uh, uh, all right. I got it. It is heavy. <laughs> Take Thor's hammer and smash a myth for me. All right. Which, uh, which myth do we want to start with? All right. Um, let's see. Um, I think the first, the first myth that we have, especially with B2B marketers is, my customer is not on Facebook. I hear this one a lot. Um, I love when I hear it because saying that your customer is not on Facebook um, is making your customer not human basically. Because when we think about the actual number of people that are on Facebook, um, I think they have upwards of 2 billion people out of the 7 Ooh. billion people on the planet. Wow, chances are um, high. <laughs> chances are pretty high. They're on Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> and those are those those numbers are monthly active user numbers. So right. it's not like someone just set up a profile and and ditch. These are people that um, mostly log into Facebook at least once a month. Um, uh, most people. So they're on it more than once a day. So they're at least there. Yeah. <laughs> we we know we know that, and we know that there are over two billion of those people. Um, Jeez. So if that alone doesn't bust the myth, I, I don't know what will. Um, you well, might I mean, not be marketing to people. <laughs> yeah, where does, it, where does it come from, do you think? Why did they try it and it didn't work? So their excuse is that, or what's the? Well, I think the, um, it, it's sort of how Facebook is used. I, I think the myth comes from how you use Facebook, right? So we go on to connect with our family, to connect right. with our friends, um, you know, to look at cat videos and share pictures of babies. Like, right. Right. <laughs> so it's, um, there's sort of a, a, a tone that isn't very serious about that. So it's not taken uh, seriously. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to B2B lead generation. Um, so it's thought of as the B2C platform and that couldn't be further from the truth. Really? So yeah. B2B plays are just as valid as the B2C. Cause I know retail, I mean, I, I bought this, one of these paintings based on that. Oh, this one right here. Bought that one. It was an Ooh, I like that. Yeah. It's like a graffiti jet airplane window. <laughs> Very nice. So that was retail purchase off of Facebook. Makes sense, but I get it. So it's not a serious tone per se. And maybe B2B can be more serious 
but you, you've seen successes on there as well from the B2B side? Absolutely. Well, I mean, you think about it, like we're, we're all there to, to share and, um, sure. and, you know, kind of while away the hours. Um, and when we're on that platform, we're usually pretty engaged with it. So anytime something mm. comes across our plate about an existing problem, whether it's personal or professional, we're probably going to stop on that piece of content and interact with it. Um, if right. it's a video, we might watch a video. If it's a relevant problem that we've been trying to solve. Um, if it's um, a link to a blog post, we might click over to that blog post and read it. Yeah. And then from there, I think everybody um, that's listening to this podcast kind of knows how it goes from there. You know, that person can get retargeted or be introduced to an offer huh. um, around that particular problem and become a lead or fan or follower or customer or whoever it is we're trying to market to. Right. So that, that first touch for sure, just having some great content in there getting shared by your friends and whatnot. But I, I could also see what you said too, like even like the idea of retargeting, maybe you met them originally and now you've tagged them. So you're going to see them again. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yep. That's kind of where the, uh, the Facebook pixel comes into play, but I'm not sure how far down the rabbit hole we're going on this call. Well, well, <laughs> we, we should probably get to that, but I think the myth is busted. So the customers are there and we, we have it from you that, B2B brands are using Facebook, for instance, successfully. If your customer is a human, then chances are you're going to find some of them on Facebook. My customer is human. So therefore, <laughs> therefore they are on Facebook. And I think this kind of leads into the next myth. You know, maybe this is what has caused people to just say, ah, they're not even there. Are they doing it wrong? I mean, is it, it's not like you can just turn this thing on, right? I don't know if that's another myth to, to smash or just go get remarketing or something like that. Well, um, it's, it should be a, another thought of as another channel or another medium as opposed to a different strategy entirely. Ah, okay. Think about all the things that you're doing now with your website. Um, really, you should be using a platform like Facebook in order to leverage all that same stuff just in a different place, right? So when you think about um, a landing page, for example, like one of the things that we're trying to accomplish with a landing page is we are trying to either make a sale or generate a lead. Right. Right. So we probably have like a sales page, some sort of messaging about the problem that we're trying to solve. And then the ask, you know, kind of what we're, um, we're giving up in exchange for someone's contact information or in exchange for someone's hard earned dollar. Um, we can take, that experience and replicate it on Facebook. So huh. there are ad products like Facebook lead ads that are pre-populated with the, all the contacts information that we're, we're requesting. Because when you think about it, your um, Facebook has your email address, they have your name, right. your birthday and, and all that stuff. Huh. So with a lead ad, it kind of replicates a landing page, but it already has uh, the contacts data pre-filled. So all they really have to do is just confirm that they want to give it to you. So we can take yeah. that sales messaging, we can take all of those promises that we're making on a landing page and make it within the actual ad unit itself, sort of eradicating the need for a landing page. Got it. And then there are different vehicles that can be used in order to sort of replicate the same thing to get different people. Um, and, and part of that is uh, messenger marketing. So that's sort of a, a new topic that's, you know, kind of gained popularity in the, over the past year. Okay. Is that like actually um, that, sending people messages? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, since this spam? podcast is um, <laughs> Facebook spam. <laughs> well, so Facebook is really good about protecting its users. So 
they actually went through a period a few months back where they shut down the API for Messenger. So with their, their API, all these companies have emerged that build chatbot software. So you can automate a lot of the messaging that takes place on Facebook Messenger with your business page using chatbot software. They actually had to close down the API just so they could um, review some of the policies that they had because it was getting so popular so quick that they want to make sure that their, uh, their user base wasn't being abused and spammed. Right. It's like, um, this is working too well. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they wanted to pump the brakes and revise those policies before okay. they open the floodgates to, to new users and, and new chatbot companies. Huh. I like that. It's, it's not, I mean, it's another source, right? I don't, what did you say? It's, it's another source. It's not another, it's like, like a new strategy. You just, you're replicating the, the messaging, the calls to action, all the different work you're putting into, or hopefully you put work into your traditional, you know, lead gen pages, but now, now you're sort of putting that on a different platform, but it's the same pathway. Same exact pathway, um, just making it easier for the end user and not taking them to a million different places. Right. Um, and Facebook's problem is they don't control the landing page experience, but they want the best possible experience for their users. So they started to build products that kind of replicate that experience. Right. And landing pages can suck. And if you spend money on Facebook to your shitty landing page, or worse, I've seen this, uh, and this is hardcore marketing, so we keep it real here, people. If, if you feel guilty after hearing this, change. So people spending money on Facebook or AdWords and driving to a homepage, don't Ooh. do that. And then like, no one gave me a lead. And then they, you know, you wasted that money on Facebook. So Unless I, your, your homepage is your landing page, then. Uh, well played, <laughs> sir. Well played. But, but I, I could see Facebook being like, well, we're going to get we're going to get a bad reputation for not driving good leads because they didn't capture shit because we can't control their landing page. So why not just control it all to your point with lead ads, we'll just help them fill out and we'll just mail you a lead. You know, we'll send you a little note saying this person's interested. We can cut out that experience altogether and that'll impact your ad costs too, because yeah. um, Facebook prioritizes its own new products because you know, they're anything that they do with video, they're trying to compete with YouTube. So if they're in a, a phase where they're trying to build out a product or an ad product that is in competition with one of the other big platforms, um, they're going to underprice the ads for that particular service because they want to see it grow rapidly. Right. So it's kind of it, like that, you know, dollar whopper at Burger King. You're like, oh, that sounds great. You get there and it's like, that was last week. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, all these new ad products rolling out. That's one of the big reasons why I stay on top of them. Not only because right. it's, you know, sort of the, the next thing. And, you know, it, I know we're, we're going to be talking about this soon where marketing is going. Right. Um, but also if you're kind of at the forefront of it, you're going to have the cheaper ad costs and True. you know, you're going to, your, your ad dollars are going to go a lot further. Um, kind of like when, you know, AdWords first rolled out and sure. You it know, was like five cents a your click, website, like, you know, one to five cents. And, yeah. you know, now the same click costs you four or five dollars. Um, as some of these things mature, that's just kind of what happens. Um, right. And Facebook rolls out new products all the time so hmm. quickly that staying ahead of that um, can kind of keep those advertising costs down and keep those lead costs down. Right. Right. I'm, I'm glad there are people like you to actually stay on top of that because I, I, I get that it's changing constantly. 
And, uh, you know, same thing with SEO, right? The people are like, oh, this worked really well in 95. It's like, it didn't work well in 96. Your information's that bad. And, you know, a decade later, ugh, if you use that, you're going to. You know, yeah. <laughs> I had a client that fell in love with Facebook lead ads and they, they thought it was the only thing that they could do. But every campaign that I made, I would have, um, I would use the same sort of messaging and the same sort of offer in three different capacities. We would yeah. drive traffic to a landing page, one, mm. right? That's a traditional way that everybody totally. knows how to generate leads. Two, um, we would use lead ads, um, same exact offer, you know, so for offering a report or something like that, huh. same offer in the ad, pretty much the same ad, um, same image and everything. Only difference is you're using a lead ad. So they right. don't even have to leave Facebook. Um, three, would do a messenger marketing campaign, same exact ad, same ad copy and everything, except we're driving them to messenger and delivering the report via messenger. Wow. Um, and what I noticed was in all the campaigns that we ran, um, every single one, the ads to messenger, even though it's the same offer, the same ad copy and everything, they were about a quarter of the other ones. Wow. You could, you could run four times as many. Exactly. And I mean, oh. we're, we're targeting the same audiences and everything, but that just goes to show that Facebook was prioritizing that one destination, A, because you're keeping people on the Facebook platform, right? That they don't want people leaving their platform and B, they're prioritizing that new product so they can get out ahead of, um, you know, other companies that are trying to do the same thing. Right. Any other differences? I mean, landing page versus lead ad higher conversion rates on one versus another or um you know i've seen similar conversion rates um i think it's just a matter of um you know your, your landing page is functioning the way that they're supposed to and stuff like right. that i think that's the only time you really really see drop off because when you think about it like it's you know going back to the strategy itself the people that you're advertising to should want the thing that you're offering them Oh, right. At the same rate, regardless of how you're offering it to them. So the only thing that's going to hold you up is technicalities like a, you know, landing page, not working web page loading too slowly. Right. That, that kind of thing. You know, shittily designed landing page. But in your case, if you have a really sweet looking landing page, that versus Facebook might be, you know, unless you have a lot of quantity, you might not even see a difference because you've got two really optimized things. You know, maybe you could take us back to that. Even that, I don't want to call it like basics, but I remember in, we first met when you were working at WordStream and, and I was trying to sort out this mess at this company I was at with, <laughs> with AdWords and this $100,000 a month spends and all sorts of craziness. And it was kind of working, but it was kind of inefficient. And you're working at WordStream. And, and here's the example of me being like, oh, this technology will save me. And so it looked cute. And I w <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it WordStream at the time? Or was it? Yeah, like it was WordStream. WordStream. I tried clickable. Actually, that's what it was. I tried clickable. That didn't work. So I'm like, WordStream, maybe that can help us. And, and it looked really powerful. But then it was like, wait, how do we use this? And then we started to working together because you knew how to use it and you knew the strategy. So you talked to me about how you really win driving traffic from an ad. And maybe you could, just, could you just break that down? Like what they see on the ad, what do you test on there? And then like the step-by-step -step all the way through to like they're clicking that form. Sure. So um, basically, the the thing that makes paid search easy is that um, if you're if you're actually looking at the user search queries, not the keywords that you're putting into AdWords or Bing or whatever, right? But the actual search query, what the person actually typed in, someone is telling you exactly what it is that they're looking for, right? 
it doesn't get much easier than that when someone's telling you exactly right. what they're looking for, right? Like if, you know, I, um, you know, let's say I work at Target, you know, during holiday shopping and someone comes to me and says, hey, I need a pair of red socks for my kid. Mm -hmm. okay. Red socks for a kid. I know exactly where to go to look for that, right? right. I know exactly what to offer them. I don't want to get them black socks for an adult <laughs> because that could be further than what they were looking for, right? Yeah. Or a pair of blue jeans, it, that would make no sense. So what I don't understand with, um, with pay-per-click is companies that they will, you know, pick a handful of keywords that might not even be totally relevant to the thing that they're offering mm -hmm. and expect it to work. When in reality, they're matching to people that are, um, you know, looking for something that they're not even offering in the first place. Right. So it's really a matter of matching intent with your offer. And all those things get to line up. So the actual search query and the keyword that it matched to, right, that's got to have a certain piece of intent. Um, and that intent should signal what you're writing in your ad copy. Got it. Right? Again, back to the socks example, if I'm looking for red socks for a kid, right, in the ad, I should say, yeah. find red kid socks here. <laughs> right. right. Some more about um, uh, the company selling them. Sure. You know? Or the transaction itself, you know, things that lead people further down the buying cycle. And then the, yeah. went, the landing page that I bring someone to better at least have red socks on it. If not, just be a pair of red socks. Right. Right. Um, Continuing that promise, like down each step of the pathway. I, I remember working with some travel companies and some language companies. And I mean, things like people looking for, say, how to learn a French language. There was learn, learn French as an intent. Okay. Kind of generic. But then there was people that would like learn French fun like what's a fun way to learn french and then we we'd have an ad that said this is the funnest this is this is hilariously awesomely fun try this yeah. you know um right. or or like free i want to learn this for free you know offering the free people the fun thing or hey i want to learn this easy offering someone who's looking for easy something that's fun is is like that's a that's a miss right because they're it's a different intent behind the scenes Right. And then there would be people that, um, if I remember correctly, they would just want to learn a phrase or two. So oh. maybe just having that particular phrase, but we're still getting people that have a certain piece of intent. Um, and the company that you're working for transparent, they had a, a free version, right? So that's a way right. to sort of generate a lead. When someone says free, it's not necessarily that they're never going to pay you for something. It's that in that moment, they're not ready to pay you for something. Right. Right. So they're yeah, not, it's not your model. customer. They're just not your customer yet. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're never going to give you money. Right. It's kind of like, um, yeah, what's like, good example? <laughs> like life insurance, right? Like you're not going to buy life insurance every day. You're probably only going to buy it once. Right. So like, and you're only going to buy it at a time when you're ready to buy it. Right. When you think you have enough assets worth protecting or whatever, or, you know, people you care about, you want the breadwinner. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as a single guy, maybe you don't have life insurance, but when you have three kids, okay, now's the time to buy life insurance. Right. Right. So you're not a customer at one phase of life and you are a customer at another phase of life. So it's, it's just a matter of time. Same thing with the, the language huh. learners. I could see some cool overlap with the insurance because it's like you, you know, I'm almost like Facebook, like person's married, they're getting a little bit older. They probably got, they don't have enough say to self-insure but they, they've they've got some loved ones and then maybe like on the news sites they saw something horrible happen they're like oh that could happen to me it's so now it's like that trigger to like don't let that happen to you you know 
Well, as an insurance company, why not um, add that news story to your own blog? Oh, yeah, because then you would then, show up if someone's looking for news about that. Well, then why not um, have an ad that drives traffic to that blog post? Now you have a context, right? So now you have a frame for the conversation that you're going to have with that particular prospect. And then your remarketing oh. can kind of follow that same conversation. So follow-up messages might have to do with a horrific accident, um, you know, that you had in your, in your blog post that was right. a news story. Um, and that, that would fit Facebook too, right? I go for that. I could see that yeah, being well, in a feed, you know, that, cause, cause you're not saying buy now. Mm -hmm. You're saying, check out this article. You need to know about this thing. This happened. You go to that article on the disaster that happened. You just so happen to be a, maybe a microsite for insurance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not an uncommon strategy. You know, having a, a piece of front end content goes for pretty much any high price product or service. Right. Um, and then the targeting itself, right? So we just talked about what would do. We already built a landing page. We already yeah. discussed that, right? It'd be a blog post that maybe has some kind of offer at the end mm -hmm. of the blog post or as a exit intent pop-up or something like that. Just because it's a blog post doesn't mean we can't make an offer. Um, the ad unit itself is driving people to the news story, right? So we have a way to capture interest without being too salesy because we know that's, that's not the way to be on Facebook. Yeah. And the targeting, you can actually target life events on Facebook. So you can target someone that has a, a young child or an older child or just got married or just moved. How, how deep does that graduated. go? Um, oh, it, the rabbit hole goes deep. <laughs> yeah, tell me, like, um, like freak uh, me out. And yeah, how, because I remember I, I could, I could go after, you know, like a person of a certain age range that liked Pardot and then this and that, you know, in certain marriage statuses and whatnot, but I'm sure it's gotten, actually, what kind of events? Like your kid just celebrated well, a birthday, they're going to college, they're- You can do um, a birthday coming up, right? So I can do seven days out or 30 days out from a birthday. Really? So if I want to make sure I, you know, get an offer in front of Casey Cheshire, I'm going to make sure that within, you know, seven days of his birthday, um, huh. I have an ad show up within that particular context. And then you marry that with other pieces of data. Right. Um, so, so maybe you're using a custom audience, like a list of past customers or leads. Oh. And you could actually have some sort of messaging that says, hey, someone's got a birthday coming up. You know, maybe that's time to think about X, Y, Z. Maybe huh. that's, um, I don't know. If you're a dentist, maybe it's a dental cleaning. Maybe for your birthday, you're offering a discount for their birthday. Right. Or some sort of gift with purchase or something like that. Yeah. Hook them up on their birthday. I don't know why more people don't do that. That'd be awesome. You go on Facebook and it's just all these hookups for you waiting to go like, Oh yeah. Yep. So if you're a company that has a product that makes a great gift, um, right. which tends to be a lot of the companies that I work with, okay. um, birthday is a great time to, to show ads to past customers because they've already had your product. They already right. have that experience. Um, and if it was a positive experience, they want to share that experience with people that are close to them. Totally. Um, so that said, you can actually target people that have close friends with a birthday coming up in seven or three. <laughs> so the rabbit hole gets pretty deep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Close friends of past customers who have already made purchases. You're like, hook up your friends, man. I can yeah. see that working really well for, you know, I just bought a t-shirt recently at a really cool, like a bomb pop that's melting. It's like all trendy. Mm -hmm. I'll have to put a link in the show notes, but you've got one of those, but I could even see like, Hey, that was cool. Huh? How about you buy Sean one? Huh? His birthday's coming up. Why don't you hook him up? 
don't be an asshole, right? Yeah, like, my, my birthday passed, but keep me in mind for next year. <laughs> I know, that's why I, I, I made it. But, uh, but yeah, I could see that being, I don't know why more people don't exploit the hell out of that. That'd be awesome. A lot of people don't. That's why I do what I do. So yeah, that's so why someone's taking advantage of it. Breaking the cash, you're like, come, come to me, cash. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You, when you mentioned the birthday thing too, I thought like midlife crisis, someone turns 50, like, Hey man, your life just began Buy a Ferrari, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> things. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's all car. context. So, and, yeah. and you can layer, layer this stuff too. So sure. it's, um, it, you know, every time you change your targeting, you can kind of change the, the context and the nature of the conversation that you're having. Jeez. And, and all advertising should be a, a conversation. You know, you're, you're helping out a good friend. That's what advertising should be. It's like that, all advertising should be a conversation. I like that. Quoting you on that one. <laughs> I like that's a that's a good quote. You're like, wow, that's, that sounds really good. <laughs> should be a conversation, and you're just helping out a friend. That's that's a really, you know, because I think sometimes we forget that, right? They're widgets, ones and zeros, but it's like it's actually a person on the other end. To your point, if they're human, they're on there. So don't forget that that they're human and try to help well, them I've, out. You have, um, you have sort of uh, conflicting wants, right? So like it's when I'm working with a client, they want to sell a product or a service, right? right? So I, I have to sort of sell them on not being too salesy because that's what they're trying to accomplish. Right. On the other end, you have um, customers and prospects that are trying to solve a problem. They're not necessarily trying to buy something yet. Yeah. They, have, they might not even know that they have a problem yet. So, right. <laughs> so there are a lot of steps that come before making an actual sale. Um, unless it's something that someone's already buying, uh, like a, a consumable, in which case you have to now put your best foot forward and educate them on why they want yours instead of the one that they're already buying. Right. right? So there, there's, there's all kinds of conversations that need to take place prior to um, a customer relationship. And a good way to think about it is like you're at a holiday cocktail party, right? We, mm -hmm. have, the, we have the holidays coming up. So maybe you're at a cocktail party. You walk into the room and- Black tie? Sure. It doesn't have to be, but you know, let's yeah. say like you get invited to a cocktail party. It's not your cocktail party. Right. So you know everyone in the room and right. you just roll up to a group of people and say, Hey guys, you should buy some life insurance from me. Yeah. Right. You're kind of the creepy guy that nobody wants to talk to, you know, yeah. or, you know, insert, you know, MLM product here. You oh know God. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, you guys want like, to buy some vitamins? No, right. we don't. Uh, I'm going to go get some more eggnog. Catch you later. Right. But let's reframe that. Right. So you walk yeah. up to a group of people and you say, Hey, I overheard, you know, you talking about, about this. That's a, you know, nice dress by the way, or, you know, nice suit. It's, you know, looks really good on you. You know, my name is Sean or my name is Casey. Yeah. You're chit chatting. And then they bring up something that sort of triggers in your head. Like, Oh, that's, that's relevant to the product or service that I have. They just cued the fact that they have a problem. Mm. Right. And Intense, then you start talking right? about the yeah. solution to that problem. Now, all of a sudden, you became their problem solver instead of the guy that's cramming a product down their throat. Right. And then you casually mention, you know, hey, I, you know, you said X, Y, Z. That was your problem. You know, we, we arrived at the conclusion that your solution is life insurance. I, I happen to sell life insurance if you want to talk about it sometime. We don't have to do it here, but, you know, here's my card. Maybe you can hit me up sometime um, yeah. after the cocktail party. Then you're not yeah. the, the creepy sales guy. You're the problem solver guy. Right. I like that. You're, you're, you're helping out a friend. You're being a problem solver. But the same thing has to bleed through in advertising. 
Yeah. How do you do that? How, how do you, how do you bring that over that feel good friend friendly vibe? Well, let's go back to the example that we talked about before where we took a um, news of a horrific accident, right? Yeah. We took that and we, um, we re- rewrote it in our own words and we put it on our own blog post and we shared that piece of information. Then on a, like a social network like Facebook where content is shared, mm-hmm. we created an ad unit that basically just has an image that we use in the blog post right. and the title of the blog post and the fact that it's a free blog post. You can click through and read it and we're not right. going to charge you anything, that kind of thing. Right. So people are interacting with that content, that problem, right? That, I mean, a, a horrific accident is a problem that kind of struck a chord with them. Now they're mm. interested in the problem, Right. And in reading the article, it kind of exacerbates the problem in their mind. It stirs it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy cow, horrific accident. Yeah, that could happen to anyone, right? It could happen to me. So that now you start thinking in in those terms. And if you, you know, you have a few kids, okay. Now you're like, oh man, what what if that happened to me, right? It becomes, you know, that could happen to what if, and now you're starting to plan for that, Right. right? Now the conversation kind of gravitated towards the solution, and now you're trying to, to solve that problem. And that's kind of where an introduction to different life insurance policies might come into play. And that makes sense for anything, really, because, I mean, what, is, what are we doing other than solving problems for our customers? And that's the whole point, you know, unless you're selling vitamins and you're just trying to get their money. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Even with vitamins, like what, what problem are you trying to solve? That's true. That's true. We're still trying to solve problems. Uh, so whether it's insurance or B2B software or, you know, pharma, manufacture anything we're solving problems so the idea of what's cool is that you know if you have a page for that that your 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 news source may become something they like and you're just getting impressions and your people just want to follow it anyways because they want to be in the know but you're you're alerting them to the problem because sometimes early on they don't even know there's a problem you know they they Mm -hmm. just just going through the life happy and that's where adobe's about to audit them to play yeah yeah content (laughs) exactly yeah and it doesn't, it, like I said, it doesn't have to be like, you have to buy this now, um, right. especially with life insurance where you might buy it once, maybe twice in your entire life. So it's like, yeah. it's, you want to um, gather a lot of attention around all the topics that are sort of nascent to life insurance. Right. Hmm. Which could be news, <laughs> you know, it's sort news. Of the, yeah. the first, the first step. So it's, um, you know, and, and creating an entire strategy for that. Um, none of the things that we talked about are particularly difficult, right? None of the things that we just talked about, we necessarily had to create or dump a lot of money into. Right. It's just repurposing an existing current event. Huh. You know, every time we talk, we, we, uh, we sort of, we're hacking things and figuring out and learning from each other. And then my mind immediately goes to like some crazy idea. Like I was like, Ooh, you could scrape news and then you could rebrand it for insurance companies, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, if that exists already, great. If it doesn't, but you know what? I, I tell people, we invented Uber. I don't know if you remember this. I, 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 I've invented a lot of things. <laughs> I claim to have invented LinkedIn and stuff. No, but like, like you and I ab- absolutely invented Uber. We just didn't build it. So, like, yeah, we were actually trying to make an app for we were. a cab hailing app. It was yes. like more. It was more for, for cabs, but it's, we, we did have the early idea for Uber, which is we crazy did. to think about. <laughs> I remember us going like, oh, that'd be cool. You get a cab, you know, via your phone. That'd be awesome. And you can have one inside the car and one inside your, your, in your phone. And then we're like, what would you call it? And then we're like, I don't know what you'd call it. And then we just stopped talking about it. <laughs> Fast I, I, um, years. 
I started, yeah, I, I, you... I bought the domain name Cab Snagger. <laughs> oh, that's a weird <laughs> and name. I started to like kind of play around Uber, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cab Snagger, Uber, eh. um, or Lyft, you know? Shout yeah, out. We were like five yeah. years, we were five years ahead of that. <laughs> we were, man. We just built it. Come on. No, just patent it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you is... can't do it unless you pay us royalties <laughs> that's right that's right uber lyft pay up <laughs> too, late. too late all right what can we be ahead of now <laughs> right right yeah we'll, we'll be ahead of it and then we'll put it on the podcast and everyone else can go cre- create it but no one will because executions have the battle or 99.5 yeah we, we didn't execute no we didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so crazy so we're problem solving. We're helping out a friend. And I want to go back to one of the things you said too. You're, you're trying to help them with their problem in the ad, whatever, whether they're seeing it on Facebook or Google or wherever they're at, you're trying to help solve their problem there. They click on your, you're offering some value that speaks to that challenge or problem they have. They get to your landing page and they need to see what you promise them right? Like how many times people don't do that? They need to see it, but like, how deep does that go? You, you need to see every, like whatever you promised, you need to carry that, that through, right? Sure. Well, let's talk about um, what the promise should be, right? So there, um, there's always a a handful of offers and this is kind of where the, the creative marketing and the creative strategy comes into play because Mm -hmm. um, you have to think about the context that the user's in at every step, right? Right. So, you know, let's go back to our guy that, you know, read the headline on Facebook and click through and read the blog post. Yeah. Um, what is the next step? What brings us to the next step in that journey? Um, and I have an, an acronym I can throw at you if you want to share an acronym oh, yeah. with everybody listening. Acronyms. So the acronym is called, this This is going to help with any kind of advertising. So this okay. is called, the acronym is Upside and I can't take credit for inventing it. I've heard it on other podcasts and it stands for unaware. That's the U. Cool. Um, P is for problem aware. Because you're aware that you have a problem. S is for solution aware. Okay, so you know all of the sort of available things or, you know, products or services that are out there that can solve your problem. Yeah. All of them. So that means that like substitutions apply too. You, like your product and service isn't the only thing. Yeah. Um, and then you, um, your brand, you know, they're aware that of your existence. Yep. And D is decision. Wait, wait. Where's you? You is the very first one. That's unaware. Okay. So it's U P S Y D. Oh, there's a Y. Okay, yep. that's what I was. So upside with a upside with a y. So after the S, the the Y is you. You like you're aware of your solution, your brand, your product, your service, your, your solution, your solution. Okay. What's D? D is decision. So that is when it's time to make the sale. You can present um, an offer for sale so many different ways. How so? Um, well, um, give me a product or a service, right? So life insurance. Um, you know, maybe you pay for it all up front. Maybe you pay for it in monthly installments. Okay. Right. So those would be two different offers. You know, maybe oh. you have a hundred thousand in coverage versus a million in coverage, right? Like there's there's different products available, different offers. Got it. Same thing for software. There could be the starter pack. There could be the sign for a year. There could be premium version with service, like free trial for three months. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Um, 
in, in any, in any event, it's decision time, right? You're either going to do business with my company or you're not. Right. Um, so in each of those buckets, in each piece of that acronym, what's, what's E? There is no E. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. It's, it's, I mean, I'm not here for my spelling. I'm, I'm here for my right. marketing knowledge. True. That's true. <laughs> well, well put. So it's, it's like upsid really is what it is. Upsid. Sure. <laughs> it's there, not as there's cool so many ways you can make that acronym. So, and it's just an easy mechanism to remember all the different buckets that we're trying to put people in. Right. So in each of these buckets, essentially we have a different conversation that's taking place or a different piece of content that we're trying to show an individual. Okay. Okay. So the unaware person that we showed a um, blog post about a horrific accident, yeah. you know, it probably had a very catchy headline that they, they couldn't avoid um, and they clicked it. Yeah. Right. So they were going about their day watching their cat videos and looking at pictures of people's babies and stuff. Right. And then they came across this article, they clicked over to it and they read the article. Um, within that article, maybe it made them uh, aware of a problem, right? So there's the U and the P, they became problem aware. So now if we're um, using the tools that are at our disposal for re remarketing, yep. now maybe the next article or the next offer, whatever it might be, um, alerts them to our solution or maybe exacerbates the problem a little bit because we're moving them from the P to the S. Right. Solution. What are the available solutions for that problem? How do you solve and this problem? Yeah. Right. It still might not even be your solution yet. Right. But just a solution or the available solutions. And then when we get to the U, right, we're moving from the S to the Y. Um, we need to talk about the fact that our solution is the right one for the problem. We have the right tool. Right. Okay. Right. You're, you're driving a nail into a board. You don't want a screwdriver. You want a hammer. Right. Okay. So now that we decided on the hammer, which brand of hammer should we go with? And that's right. the content that um, is fits in the Y bucket. So there you have um, testimonials, mm -hmm. um, you know, reviews and testimonials. Um, maybe you have a, a comparison of brands, you know, maybe yeah. there was some sort of, you know, if you're a vitamin, maybe you had some sort of FDA testing and, sure. you know, that's a reason why you would go with this brand as opposed to another one. You know, all these things for, for people to think about when they know the solution, they're just deciding which company to go with. Right. Um, and then going from the Y to the D are our various offers to purchase. You know, it's with Black Friday coming up, you know, maybe we have a, a Black Friday yeah. sale and someone's been sitting on their hands to buy this product that they've wanted all year. Um, that's their decision time. Got it. Are you, are you prepping any of your clients for Black Friday? Any, that's what any, I was doing before I got on this call. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do any, a lot of, any, lot of Black uh, Friday any stuff. Any secrets to share with just me? Um, <laughs> secrets, not so much secrets as much as it's, it's a very hyped time. Um, okay. and I don't, I don't like the hype, right? Because it's, it's a time when people are going to buy or they're not right. Mm. And I think that the people that should see offers for black Friday are people that, you know, are going to buy that you already know want the product. And, and there's a way that we can target those people on a platform like Facebook and in ways we can do it with Google AdWords. We can do it with email. We can do it with, um, messenger marketing and stuff like that. But what I see a lot of, um, the mistake I see a lot of companies making is they want to 
um, show this offer, their Black Friday sale to everyone. Wow. And I'm like, it's, we haven't gone through the U, the P, the S, and the Y. And right. You're, you're bringing people from the U to the D and you're, you're skipping all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, now there's, there's a caveat there. Even retail though. I mean, cause I, I could see them like, well, you don't know that the TVs are on sale. So here they are, but you're saying like target the people that have been looking for TV and haven't pulled the trigger yet. Specifically TVs are on sale. Well, so that was, um, that was the caveat that I was going to go okay. to. Okay. So oh yeah. When you think about a TV, um, you but know, like literally a TV is the caveat, like, a TV would be um, the caveat that I'm going to describe. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's okay. So we, we, we are aware of the problem that a TV solves, right? We don't need education on that because TVs have been around forever. Right. Um, so we got the U and the P um, we know that TV is the solution to the problem, right? We want to be entertained. So we already have the U, the P, the S without any right. sort of content. Um, so maybe we're on the Y and the D. Right. So when, it, when it comes to a TV, okay, yeah, if you have a door busting TV sale and, you know, you are, um, I don't know, what's one of the big TV retailers? Best Buy. You know, it, it's, um, everybody knows who Best Buy is. Everybody knows what they're going to use a TV for. So now they are right. on the D. So it makes sense for someone like Best Buy to have a door busting Black Friday sale. Right. Um, but a lot of the clients that I work with are, maybe it's their first year and maybe- right product that needs a lot of education. Um, you know what I mean? So people aren't aware of their brand. People aren't even aware of their product or what it does. Um, and so especially in the B2B world, you know, I think one time I got a thing saying, you know, if you sign on the software, we'll get you an iPad. It's like, yeah, I love your iPad, but it's not me. I've got like, I gotta get people to sign this doc and I gotta get other people to approve the budget. And I can't right. just like <laughs> push it through to get an iPad. Like it's not even practical, <laughs> yeah. you know? Thanks, but Thanks. <laughs> and an iPad probably wasn't relevant to the service that they were trying to get you to sign on for. So true. That's another sort of mismatch. You know what right. I mean? They're throwing in things that don't belong in upside that huh. continuum of the buying decision is completely irrelevant. Right. But if it was a part of the service, like if you sign up on Black Friday, we'll give you a month for free of your of your software subscription, saving you four grand. Something like, like that, right. I actually just talked through. to a, a software <laughs> vendor yesterday. It's okay. more like way expensive software. Like we're talking like uh, 10,000 a year is what they got us down to. Right. And they'll come back and, you know, they'll be like, oh, if you pull the trigger today, we can, we can do it for 8,000 for the year and break it up into two payments. Right. So like, okay. that's, you know, they got us to the D part of upside. So now Did it's it like, work? we're going to do this or we're not. Um, I'm not the one pulling the triggers. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know if it worked yet. <laughs> did you pat the message along, or did we're, the... we're between the Y and the D? The, the right. message is passed along, but <laughs> yeah, there's only so much you can do there. But yeah, that's a that's a that's a cool incentive. If there's no downside other than let's make the decision sooner than later. Right, but they know that we know we're aware of the problem we're trying to solve. Right, right. We're aware that um, the solution that we need to solve it, and we're aware of them. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there's nothing else that they need to do. They're not wasting their time doing another product demo. We've already done that, right? Right. We've already been through all that stuff. They know where we are. So they know the nature of the conversation that needs to be taking place. Right. You know, I think it was act on that. I don't, they probably don't do this anymore, but they used to have this thing where they gave you a huge discount when they first met you. And then the longer you took the less discount you had. 
So I was like, <laughs> timer. So like, hey, great to meet you. $500 off your monthly subscription, you know? And this is going to go down every day or, yeah, I think it was like every day. It just went down a little bit. So if you, if you spent six months dragging your feet or six months, two months dragging your feet, then you might have zeroed out your discount. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, the companies that actually stick with that are ones that can succeed using those mechanisms. So that's, right. that's actual, uh, an actual psychological thing. And I'll try and incorporate that into, you know, some of the promotions that I have that fit in the, the D bucket. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it's like, this is, you know, there's only so many. So um, actually, I just fired off a, a pre-Black Friday email for customers only. Right. Oh, okay. And the nature of this deal was we're limiting it to the first 100. It's going to be the same deal we're going to have on Black Friday. The only difference is we're allotting uh, 100 customers for this one deal. And we don't know if we're going to pull the plug on the Black Friday deal or not. Right? Because we, we, we might run low on inventory and we have contracts of retailers and stuff that we have to fulfill. So at some point, we're going to have to pull the plug. And just being honest right. about that, that like that, that you could be up against that. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of that FOMO, a little fear of missing out, you know, limited qu quantity and no pressure, but you know, you run the risk on Friday, but if you do it now. But it's the same deal. It's nothing special. It's right? true. It's same deal. You just created a frame. You put a different frame around it, a different message. Yeah. If you, if you frame, you frame it a different way and be honest about, you know, yeah. what you're doing. Um, you know, don't say, oh, it's only for a hundred and then, you know, Sell a thousand, thousand people get it. <laughs> Dirty. So grimy. <laughs> right. Like it's as human beings, we're, we're, we're kind of wired to, to fear things like scarcity and urgency. We're like, when we're faced with those things with something that we want or need, um, right. it's, we tend, we tend to act and our emotions get the best of us. And hmm. That's just one of those things that um, I'm even kind of relearning from old school advertisers. Like I'm reading some of the old Ogilvy books or really? Joe Sugarman books and, and incorporating a lot of that stuff into, you know, the, the new shiny things that, that come our way, you know, using the old school tactics for selling products and services. That's cool. And, you know, tactic strategy, whatever it might be, you know, refreshed and you know, reframed into modern day. I'm sure there's probably some secrets in there, which, you, anything you recommend? Any one of those books? Um, Triggers by Joe Sugarman. Okay. That one was really good. So, and in reading the book, um, he was sort of a famous copywriter. And in reading the book, you can kind of see how he was a good copywriter because you get to the end of the chapter and find yourself reading the next one. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, like Harry he, Potter. And he teaches a lot of this stuff too. So there's a chapter where he sort of dives into a story about something that took place in his office and he finishes it in the appendix and he says he's going to finish it in the appendix. And when you get to the appendix, it says, I knew you couldn't wait to read the rest of the book. I knew you were going to turn to the appendix, but it's like, he takes these little mechanisms and makes That's you do fun. a certain thing, right? So like when you think about what we're trying to do on online, we're trying to get the click. We're trying yeah. to get someone to read our article. We're trying to, move someone through this process right for all the tools that are at our disposal they've always been there they're not new mm. tools they're old tools they're just being repurposed for a different right. environment right huh definitely gonna have to check that out i, lo I love the mind games too of yeah i knew you're gonna come here that's like that <laughs> like old and guy smoking a cigar being like yeah i knew you're i knew you're <laughs> age 
And like, right. And like the, he was teaching the mechanism, right? Like it's, yeah. it's not like he was doing some shady, you know, like dark tactic. It was right. like, Hey, here's what I'm doing. And here's what you did. Like, there you go. And it, it just works. helps you sort of reinforce like learning that particular tactic. Right. So, I mean, this is interesting, right? Looking back at the past, utilizing some of those things in the present, where do you see the future going? I mean, you've seen all these changes happen over the many, many years now. Now, cooler things on Facebook. Where is it going, man? What do you think? If you had to um, put your I finger think it's up. Going, right. So, um, with, you know, sort of the, you know, the, the advent of the internet, you know, that happened <laughs> not so long ago. We like to think that it happened. Al um, Gore, right? Thousands of years ago. Yeah, it was back when, when Al Gore was president and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops oh wait that didn't happen sounds like fake um, news right there <laughs> <laughs> tried to sneak one in there oh you um, tried man so basically like it's we we kind of had this period right it might be like 10 or 15 years where we sort of wedged something in between that person-to-person communication yeah um we had like this era of like one-to-many communication Um, so even with like newspapers and TV, right. That's like one to many, you have one message that can go out to many people and we're sort of, um, we can, we can hide behind that, right. There's no person behind that. Um, now I think what's happening is, um, in, in order to differentiate brands, you have a a person that's behind that brand. You have a face with that brand. You have a hero, right. Even if it's not the founder or the owner, there is some, some face or some person you can equate with that brand. And you see this on online a lot now. Um, and some of the the tools that are coming out, some of the the mediums that are um, you know changing with time, um, mm-hmm. those are moving towards one to one communication. So you think about um, the rapid growth of messenger marketing, for example, like right. it's that's one to one communication. Even though we can kind of do that programmatically to an extent, it's still one to one communication, right? You have someone come in messenger. And they're interacting with a chatbot or they're interacting with a human being. That's one-to-one as opposed to, you know, here's this message. I'm going to put it out there for the entire internet to see, right? We're sort of bringing them into um, a, a space that they know is a space for just you and me to have that conversation. Right. I like that. I, I, I like the idea of the hero and also the, the conversations that are happening, you know, much more conversational style. It's not about that magazine and one one way communication it's like it's much more of a dialogue right you think of like um you know some of the old school stuff like um you know banner advertising and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and um you know the pop-ups that used to be out of control back when aol you know (laughs) version 1.0 and you know way back in the 90s or whatever right um you know that was that um that one to many sort of communication, like, right. Here's my message. Like, take it, everyone, you know, look at me, look at my product and come buy it. Right. Right. Whereas now it's sort of, you know, zeroed into a, you know, more of a, a conversation mm. kind of like, kind of like we're having now. <laughs> yeah. More and more granular too. Right. And it's, um, and we have a lot of tools at our disposal where we can continue that conversation, even if we're not directly talking to that person. Right. So things like remarketing, you know, back to the example of where we took someone off of Facebook and put them onto an article. Right. right? The, the article is sort of the starting point for the nature of that conversation. Yeah. Right. So anything that we follow up with should be a, around 
that article. And we have the tools at our disposal to be able to do that. So, you know, maybe a a follow-up offer. Um, You know, maybe we have a quiz that we deliver in Facebook Messenger. So we set up a chat bot that asks quiz questions and then we, you know, sort of export the data into a spreadsheet or whatever. Um, You know, maybe, um, you know, the quiz can be right within the article. Um, not the quiz itself, but the offer, right? So ra- rather than thinking of a traditional landing page where you, you then got to get someone to go visit something else, maybe you just have a little box within the article itself or at the end of the article that says, hey, you know, um, you know, do you think you need life insurance? Like answer these four questions to find out, you know, something like that. Yeah, something helpful again. That brings you into Messenger. So now you've opted in, right? You've converted, right. You, you've become a lead. That that's the opt-in process. You literally just show up in Messenger, um, huh. and then you you take that quiz, right? And now, okay, we we've brought someone all the way from you to Y within the first interaction, right? Right, all within the nature of that conversation. And if they don't do that thing, right, we can retarget mm-hmm. that, that blog post and show offers that kind of follow up on that, right? right. So we know that in their head is this horrendous accident. What are the implications of that? That's a problem. We can exacerbate that problem and show more blog posts or more information around that particular problem. Right. Wow. Slippery slow, man. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, this is cool. This, this is kind of the same cover, type of conversation we had when we were talking about PPC a long time ago. And I was like, can you just do this for me? Do you, do you, so you're doing this with the clients. Is this what Mixable Media does? Probably a good time this to is- just bring that in. This is what Mixbowl Media does. Um, So it's, you know, selling a a product or service is a problem in and of itself. And we solve those problems (laughs) by, you know, um, using media, using all the tools that we have at our disposal um, in sort of the the media landscape. Um, You know, so a a good example, have you, have you heard about the, uh, the, the weighted blanket craze? Like they're, they're pretty big on Amazon. Yes. Right yes. We got one. So I'm behind yeah. that. <laughs> really? You created that? Uh, I, no, I didn't create the weighted blanket. So the weighted no. blanket is uh, a therapeutic device that's been around yeah. for decades. Right. Yeah. It's um, like, it's actually heavy. You can get, I don't know, like 10, 15, you can decide how many, and they're expensive. Yeah. They're not cheap. Um, but they never were cheap. So they, they've actually come down in price because of the fact that they're a little more mainstream now. Interesting. Um, but now instead of them being just a therapeutic device for, you know, people with autism or, or, or whatever, usually, you know, they were a pretty niche product. Yeah. Now it's like, Oh, I could just use it to help me sleep. Yes. It's great Um, for sleep anxiety. It's like getting a hug. It's exactly like getting a hug. Um, and it's, I mean, I use it every night. It does help me sleep. I'm not trying to sell weighted blankets here, but yeah. Hey, click on the link. (laughs) No, but like, so, um, it's, it, it became mainstream by using all the tools that, um, I just told you about. So, um, you know, one of the clients that I work with is the leading brand online for, for weighted blankets. And, Um, we've created all these different avenues, all these different sort of sales funnels that pertain to different problems and solutions, right? So we keep an eye on things like customer reviews. So we've had some people that um, might have something like fibromyalgia and they'll say, oh, this helped with my fibromyalgia and it helped me wow. fall asleep. So now we have a totally different 
conversation that we can have with a very specific group of people, right? Wow. Um, or restless leg syndrome. You know, someone said that it helped with that and it helped them sleep. Or um, medical professionals that work at night and sleep during the day. They had a hard yeah. time adjusting to having to sleep during the day. Um, my girlfriend is actually one of them. <laughs> right. Um, she, um, so she's kind of claustrophobic too. And when I got my weighted blanket, I was like, here, why don't you try it? Wouldn't do it. And right. one day she was kind of tapped out and really had to fall asleep. I was having trouble falling asleep during the day. So I just put it over her legs, slept like a baby. <laughs> so it's like, that's another avenue. So I can target medical professionals, right? right? I can show them content about something that they care about, trying to fall asleep during the day, yep. introduce the solution, introduce the brand, and get them to a decision. All right? the way down the upsid. The, all the way down the upsid, right? Restless <laughs> leg syndrome, same thing. Do you, you know, yeah. uh, you know it's, we're having the conversation that they want to have. I'm not forcing a conversation right. on them, right? It's the conversation that they have because it's something that they care about. So you're, you're sort of putting it within a context that they care about and you're solving their problems. Now, all of a sudden, you're not a, a product pusher. You're a problem solver. Yeah. And, you know, and I, as you were saying that, I, I typed in weighted blanket and then tr like fib and all in fibromyalgia pops up and you know, it had ads and there's resources and, and weighted blanket anxiety after it, a whole bunch of other things. And then the first add on there is like weighted blankets for anxiety. You know, it's like, aha, that's right. exactly what I'm looking for. You know? It, so yeah, anxiety and stress. That's all like the, the generic ones that yeah. all the brands kind of start out with. Um, and then beyond that, I discovered that there are even more specific things, you know, so anxiety, what do you have anxiety from? Right. Huh. PTSD Actually, could be completely different than, oh, interesting. you know, a different type of anxiety. So it's, there's these blanket things and then there are also very specific things. And you discover that this is why, this mixed bowl media and we're going to have some shout outs at the end with some links, but yeah, weighted blankets, PTSD. Wow. And I see articles and I see, man, that, yeah, you're right. There's all these different ways, you know, you're, you have the same product, but you're solving problems for different people and the different problems they're having. That's really cool. Yep. So there's, so that brings me back to, um, full circle, you know, back to yep. upsid or <laughs> upside. <laughs> so, Saeed. So this is a, a ter an example of when you wouldn't want to show your Black Friday deal to anyone and everyone. Yeah. Because does somebody care that it, it's 30% off or whatever it is on Black Friday, right? It's, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know if we're solving a problem. So like, are, are they going to spend the amount of money that gets them to 30% off? Hmm. On the flip side, we um, spend a good part of the year doing... Um, giveaways, which attract people, right? Okay. So we're acquiring leads. We're building an email list. We're building our messenger list right. for preparation for a time when you're uh, thinking about blankets or you're thinking about being cozy, right? The winter time. Yeah. Um, winter, not like hot, heat, hot summer. Yeah. In July, you're not thinking about blankets, even though this is more of a therapeutic device than a blanket. You're still not thinking you're about not blankets. Thinking about it. it's, yeah. It's summertime. What about geographies too then? Geographies would play into it. Um, all of these things create context, right? Yeah. So if I live in Georgia as opposed to New Hampshire, yep. it's a context, right? I'm having a different conversation. Totally or different. Maybe I'm not. You know, maybe, maybe the location not. doesn't matter. Worth a test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where testing comes into play. So like it's, 
you know, if I change the context, am I changing the conversation? Right. Is right. that so actually it, a factor or is it just a descriptor? Yeah. Right. If, um, so let's change the cocktail party into something else, right? Let's change it into a, a marketing event. Okay. Right. Like I'm changing the context, right? Because at a cocktail party, maybe not everyone's marketers. Whereas at a marketing conference, Most I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to be at least interested in marketing. Right. So at a marketing conference, I can roll up and say, Hey, do you guys want to hear like the coolest thing with marketing? And they'll probably be like, yeah, well, this is what we're here for. Yeah, totally. At a cocktail party, you'd be like, who's this guy? Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to take my martini and move over here. <laughs> I'm an orthodontist. What are you even talking about? Yeah. We changed the context. Right. Right. Being, being relevant mm-hmm. context. This is cool, man. You know, I've known you for a bit, but I bet everyone else is curious. Like, who are you? Where did you come from? How did you become this high priest wizard of this funnel, this ad spend and I'm hacking this. And how did you, how did you come to be the expert in this? Really? Even before I met you, you were obviously crushing it. Expert, the wizard. Wow. Take us back, man. Take us back. You know, 12 years old. How far back do we want to go? Raspberries (laughs) in the field and you optimize for AdWords. Raspberries. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, for me, it was blueberries. (laughs) Was it really? I was eight years old. So it's, I used to go to um, my grandparents' house for a week or two in the summer during summer vacation. And um, I remember I used to take their like end tables and coffee tables and go set them out by the road. Um, And my grandparents lived on a blueberry field. So I'd go pick blueberries, put them on display out by the road and try to sell blueberries on the side of the road. So the, you know, the the entrepreneurial gene was, was always there. Um, but beyond that, it was, there was excitement around making that transaction, right? Like right. giving someone something and, and getting something in return that just kind of, um, you know, set off all the chemicals in my brain. Yeah, that it's magical. <laughs> kind of, you know, created that interest in marketing and created the interest in, in e-commerce um, and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, when it came, you know, time to start deciding what to learn as opposed to, you know, when you're in high school, whatever, like you're, you're learning algebra. And yeah. Um, so by the time I got to the end of high school, I was like, I'm going to take naps in all these classes because I know that <laughs> I'm interested in business. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Entrepreneurial classes. I don't, you know, I don't want to learn about calculus and Emily Bronte or <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, so then college time, it was a, a no brainer, um, entrepreneurship and marketing. Okay. So you did go to college. I was going to say like, yep. I went to, um, I I went to UNH and they had a, um, it was business management. The degree is business management, but they had what was called like a, like a focus. So it was like business management with a focus. And, um, it just so happened that you could do a double focus with entrepreneurship and marketing. So did you learn anything at school? You think that you apply? Maybe something, but like, I tend to look kind of like, nah, I mean, I did computer science and communications and I didn't even study marketing, you know? Um, you know, if, if I knew what I knew now and I had the decision to go to school or not, um, I would probably skip it. I, I know that might not be a popular opinion, especially around parents and stuff like that. Not sponsored by SNHU yet. <laughs> okay. Yet. Well, and this is just for this specific field. Um, okay. There you go. Nice caveat. Yeah. I'm not saying like, 
nobody should go to college. Well, doctors <laughs> and stuff. What are you going to do? Learn it in the field? Yeah. You gotta- right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but for marketing and entrepreneurship, I think you could take the money that you spent and the time you spent doing it and learn way more yeah. by just doing something. Yeah. Right. Just starting something, anything, start something. <laughs> just start doing it. Like, um, a good example. So, you know, there's kind of like a Shopify craze in the e-commerce world, mm-hmm. right? They sort of like democratized e-commerce. So, you know, back when I started working in e-commerce, it was, you know, you had to have a sort of a, a developer co-founder if you were the marketing guy and that kind of thing. Like you had to build everything in house basically, or shell out thousands or millions of dollars to build out an e-commerce platform. Yep. Now it's like anyone with a credit card in 20 minutes can <laughs> throw up yeah. an e-commerce store and start taking payments. Totally. So um, I actually, I've started online stores just to um, sort of sharpen some of the tools that I have at my disposal. <sighs> Right. So, um, like when Facebook ads started to become a big thing, you know, I was sort of the, the Google guy for forever. And I was like, I need to sort of add some tools into this. Um, and rather than going out and just experimenting with someone else's money, right. Like, all right, let's do it with my own money. (laughs) Um, and that's a good way to learn a lesson because it, it hurts a little bit when it, when it doesn't work. Right, <laughs> yeah. but it's your own money, and it doesn't work. You're you're looking at every dollar, and you're trying to figure out how do I make this work. Um, so I've I've started some online stores just to to test out different marketing vehicles and and test out different assumptions that I've made. Like create like find around. some niche product that's underrepresented and just start Not testing out. Some Honestly, like really? I've just I've tested products that what are. Have you sold some crazy super mainstream? Um, I think the thing that actually turned a profit was leggings really like like jegging leggings like like legging. actual leggings like <laughs> they would just maybe they would just have like a, a saying down the side or something sure so it was taking a product like that and sort of reverse engineering the targeting and the messaging and all that stuff the offer right. you know putting all those pieces into place to actually sell that product successfully upside yeah you were f- upside you somehow cracked cracked it there where you had figured out how to take people through that process and figure out what they're actually was motivating them. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. It's like, and if you can, you know, do it for something like that, you can do it for something else. Right. So once you've modeled all this out, you can take that model and apply it to anything. And I found that you can do the same thing with, um, with lead gen. Right. So I've taken on, um, lead gen clients just to sort of be able to put this into practice for them. And it, it just all kind of works the same. Only difference is at the end, you're not selling a product online. You're, right. you know, getting a lead and sort of continuing the conversation offline in most cases. Right. Right. Man, good stuff. Where are places where people can connect with you? Like, what are some URLs? Where can they reach out? What are some good links, contact deets, whatever you want to share with the world? Sure. Um, well, uh, you mentioned mixbowlmedia.com. Um, I, I haven't spent a lot of time there in the past, but I will be, um, in the future. Um, I'm on Facebook. Um, my public page is Sean McCarthy co, I believe, because I'm building out a website at seanmccarthy.co where I'm going to sort of Sick. have a little personal space to kind yeah, of personal brand, you know, man. You got the hair for it things and all that stuff. Yeah. That's, that's my logo. The, uh, the hair flip. Is it really? 
No, no. Okay, because it could be. For me, I don't know, not so much. But uh, totally I just made that up. up. You should go with it, man. Sean McCarthy, like the the S in Sean has this like cool hair. It's just like my hair. Yeah. Right. Actually, it's not a bad idea now that we're kind of fleshing it out a little totally, bit. Totally, man. It's like Uber. We just got to do it, you know. Yeah. Actually, develop it. Okay, so search on Facebook for Sean McCarthy Co. Sean McCarthy Co. I think is the Sean actual, McCarthy dot Co. Actual URL. We can um, if you're you're doing some show notes, we can we can link to it yeah. below. Okay. Um, we'll do that. And you know what? Actually, um, you know what I'll do? We kind of talked a little bit about chatbots. Um, yeah. I will I will send you a link, and then we can actually have people go to a chatbot and kind of work through that interaction and kind of see okay. what that looks and feels like. Sweet. Let's do it. Maybe someone so, can incorporate that into their own marketing. Some magic link, the URL too long and crazy to think about, but we'll put it in the show notes. So people want those hardcoremarketing.com core is spelled like Marine Corps, not like the earth core. So hardcoremarketing.com go there, look up the show notes for this episode you're listening to now. Bam. Click on that. Get some free stuff out of it. That's cool. Bam. Man. Core like corp, not and not corpse. Like corp, no, no e on that either. Corp. <laughs> Marine corp, <laughs> heart corp. Yeah, totally, man. Well, this has been all. When you look to the clock, like time is just like wow, like zip it by. Time is it? Holy cow! <laughs> I know, right? That's what happens when you start talking. Uh, obviously, we'll create a couple of nine more startups by you know the next time we chat. We'll have to have you back on here get some updates. Yeah, what's the next thing? Let's see. I'm pretty sure I had the idea for Hulu, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, what's the next thing? Yeah, Execution, call, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, call it on a podcast and then we actually have to go build it and then we'll build it. <laughs> yeah. We predicted this on the podcast. Maybe so it's going to be something with coffee. Yeah, I think coffee is ready for an update. <laughs> you think so? Just disrupt the hell out of Starbucks and Dunk. Yeah. Nice. You heard it here. Coffee's the next disruption. Virtual coffee with caffeine that comes out of your USB port. Yeah. <laughs> comes out of your computer. Right. <laughs> oh, man, right. that would be so good. <laughs> you email caffeine molecules and have them digitally printed and drink it. <laughs> oh, bam. It's, coming, it's, coming, it's coming soon. We're on fire, man. <laughs> we got to take the rest of the ideation offline so people don't steal our ideas. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right, I'm not telling you the, the other idea that I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything else. I can execute on that. Yeah. <laughs> While everyone else is rushing into the coffee space, they're yes. zigging, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zag. Yeah, it was misdirection. The real idea comes, you know, <laughs> But uh, this is awesome, and thanks again for coming on here. This has been fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, everyone else, you know, if you're listening to this and you heard something that you learned from, and you should because I have a, I have a page front and back, and I know the guy, and I still have a page running back. So if you learn anything on this or you, you listen to it nine times to make sure you get all the things, like upsid, get those down, share this with someone else so you get that message out. They're learning from you. You're showing some leadership, getting the content to them. You know, Send it out, show it to them, spread the word, and, uh, and we'll have a blast. So we will see you all next time. This has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. Ba-bam.